my guest today is a football coach uh, from the area. He uh, he's been at several colleges. We talk about him, him learning out about walking, working out, uh, his early early uh, high school career playing football and wrestling, um, getting his first coaching job, moving from different schools, working with different head coaches, uh, being a strength trainer for several years, uh, strength and conditioning coach. Uh, and then at one one of his stops simultaneously, he was a defensive line coach, uh, the head wrestling coach, and he taught classes at college. So he uh, that was a, an impressive uh, display there when he when he talked about that. Um, he uh, he's a great guy, um, and uh, I think this this is a great podcast for for you all to listen to. Thanks as always to Fort Max CrossFit. They allowed me to record out of the uh, Fort Max CrossFit studios here. Uh, they have classes seven days a week for any skill level from beginner to uh, to if you've been if you do this every day, um, they're here for you. Check out everything they have to offer at Cro- FortMegsCrossFit.com. Um, again, I, I appreciate everything they have done for me here. So, um, without further ado, here's my guest. I'm Mike Ward, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. The Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Perfect, Coach Ward. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast today. No problem. I uh, I've I've only known you a few years, uh, but you I know you've recruited a lot of kids. But I do remember you from that from when I was in high school. You uh, you worked at BG at the time and you recruited me. Um, the first question I always ask people is, uh, what is something you've been nerding out about lately? Something you're really into, books, movies, TV shows, something something that gets you away from work. Uh, something that's a hobby of yours. It could be something you've been doing for you know a long time or something you just started. Is there something that you have right now that's, that's uh, got you going? I think my release is, is working out. Yeah. And when the weather breaks, walking. You okay. know, we, we got to... We got a year old uh, golden doodle that uh, that I take on walks. Oh. So I like I like to relieve stress by working out. Not nearly what I used to, but staying active and then yeah. and then getting outside whenever I can. Yeah, is there? Is you just like to walk around the neighborhood? Do you guys go to parks or anything? Uh, we have a trail there in in White House, but but it's usually through the neighborhood. Really quiet. Uh, you know, and, and we don't have to deal with traffic much at all. So yeah. it's kind of, it's very relaxing. Is there, um, is there a time of day that you like to go? Cause my, I know my dad likes to walk. He, but he has, he's retired. He has weird hours. I think he, he goes for walks at like two in the morning. Um, but I didn't know if there was like a time that you like better than others to, you know, with, with my schedule Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, that's out. Mm-hmm. So Wednesday, as soon as I get home. Okay. And then on Saturday and Sunday, it just depends on, on, on what the schedule is. You know, if I'm doing a nerd ball podcast, it, it kind of kicks it back a little bit. Sure. So. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for moving your walk back for me. <laughs> um, have you always been that way as far as like, even when you're younger, you like work out? Yeah. Like to go you know, it, I, I guess it started when I was at the, when I was at BGSU as, mm-hmm. as the strength coach. Okay. You know, I spent, you know, from 5 a.m. till 7 p.m. in the weight room. Yeah. And, at lunchtime, I would shut down. I'd lock the door for an hour, and I would just go. Okay. And uh, you know, go out and run. Uh, at at that time, I, I was a I was a big time runner. So, uh, you know, just to get out of the building and yeah. and, and get away, and uh, you know, and I, and I guess that's when it started. You know, so I would do that every day at lunchtime, and then I did that like crazy on the weekend. You know, on the what is it? The slippery on bike trail down there. I would take. We had a big lab, chocolate lab at that time. I would take. I would take him out on the bike trail every Saturday and yeah. Sunday, and every day off just to just to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you from around this area? I'm. I'm from Mansfield originally, which is from here about an hour and forty five minutes. So okay. So right, you know, we're an hour north of Columbus, an hour. South of Cleveland, right off of seventy one. Okay, is where I'm from originally. Okay, and um, we'll 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 pretty much go from from the beginning of. I'm very interested in all your stops because you've made different stops at different colleges, and that interests me a lot. Uh, but I do want to start 
uh, you're you're a football coach now at Perrysburg. Uh, I'm assuming you played football in high school. Yep. Uh, what position did you play in high school? In high school, I was offensive center and and was a linebacker. Yeah. Did you did you play offensive line like from a little kid up until high school? Oh yeah. Yeah. Did, oh yeah. I was a fat little kid. <laughs> I I did I hated offensive line until probably my sophomore year in high school, and I played it from when I was eight to 18 and i did not like it at all and i try to tell kids i even had a conversation with a seventh grade he's going to be a seventh grader next next year he's like i I don't know if i want to play because i don't play the offensive line i go and i try to tell him but he's not an offensive lineman now but as a sixth grader there's weight restrictions right so i was like you don't have to play you know you can be a tight end or you can be a linebacker that's what you want to do but i told him i always tell kids i didn't like it either but then i try to tell him when I started liking it is when I understood it, what my job was, what I did. You know, did did you were you like that too? Because every kid wants to catch the ball. You know, you know right? I. So I I tried to excel on defense then. Okay. You know to, okay. Uh, you know, so I would play as much on defense and as little as possible on offense. Mm. But you know, it, you know how it is in high school, smaller high schools. You know, you were going going both ways. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And uh, I made the mistake then, my sophomore year of playing center and uh, ended up beating out a senior and and so I started at center so I was I was locked in as a center the next three years and that is the most god-awful position there is in the world to uh, you know to have to snap the ball between your legs and block at the same time against good players yeah it's 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 damn near impossible it's such a quick thing, and oh. then and then I know our defense does it quite a bit, is uh, just moving pre snap because as a high school kid you're like, all right, this is who I'm going to block, and then right before you snap it, they shift. They're like, oh no, I'm panicking. Yeah. Who am I supposed yeah. to block now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and back in the back in the day when when I was doing that, the odd defense was was huge, mm-hmm. you know, and and they would take their quickest guy and put that nose guard in. And you talk about a nightmare. Oh, my God. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. When you were playing in high school, were you, did you think like, hey, I want, to keep, I want to keep playing in college? Or were you just like content with playing in high school? No, I, I, I knew I wanted to play. Yeah. You know, my, my father was a, was a teacher, was a coach. Uh, you know, my, my brother excelled, older brother. So I, 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 knew, I knew I wanted to go on in college and um, and. and Football or wrestle, and okay. uh, and uh, and and it boiled down to 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 really to football. So you um you, you wrestled and did football in high school. So you just you knew, like you said, you just wanted to compete at the next level. Did yeah. you care like what level that was, or you just wanted to go play in college? Well, you know, you know how the recruiting process is, mm-hmm. and and you know, obviously, it's changed quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I wanted to go as big as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I started visiting schools, and I started realizing that wow, you know, your your Division two, your Division three footballs are are way better than what you realize as a high school player. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was an undersized offensive lineman, and and was a, a step too slow or two to play linebacker at at the Division one level. So. Uh, so I started exploring Division II schools, and at that time, there was only two Division II schools in the state of Ohio, oh, wow. and that was Ashland and then Central State. And, uh, you know, Central State was historically a, a, an all-black school. You know, weren't going to take a, a chubby white kid from Lexington High School. So, And Ashland was roughly 20 minutes away from where I grew up. Mm. So I wanted to get away from home yeah. a little bit. yeah. So that I could grow up and, and get away, I didn't want to go too far. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, I ended up at a small school in in Kentucky, okay. Georgetown College, and at the time they were in the same conference as Ashland. It was it, it was the old, it was called the Hoosier Buckeye Conference, okay. and uh, it was Ashland, it was Georgetown College, it was Valparaiso, it was Butler University. Uh, Indianapolis, but at the time it was Indiana Central. Okay. Uh, Franklin College, uh, Evansville had football, Division Two football mm-hmm. at the time. Kentucky Wesleyan had Division Two. It was a neat little eight-team conference, yeah. and, and, and it was a great experience. 
So do you think what led you to go down there is just like, A, obviously playing college football, but like you said, just I want to get away a little bit. Because I know there's some kids who yeah. who that's one of their first things. Like, I don't care where I'm going. I just yeah. don't, I know I don't want to be here. Yeah. Right. You know, I, uh, I, I looked at, uh, I looked at Baldwin Wallace. I looked at Heidelberg. I looked at Muskegon. I really looked at Mount Union. I actually visited Mount Union twice and uh, was really thinking about going there. Ohio Wesleyan. I had a buddy that, that was going to Ohio Wesleyan. Loved it down there. And uh, and at the time, it was all 16-millimeter film. So you would send your film out. It yeah. was crazy. They would they would bust the film. They would load your your container of of uh, reels of film yeah. on a bus. And uh, I had film at my, my high school coach was a Moorhead State grad. I had film at Moorhead State and then had it at Murray State. Yeah. And the the offensive coordinator at Murray State at the time got the Georgetown College job and had seen my film, oh. saw where I was from. And he was from Shelby, Ohio, Shelby High School originally. So he reached out to my dad and, uh, you know, because, hell, this was way before so cell phone times and that was the contact to uh to georgetown college okay. and uh, and and it was it, it, it was kind of a crazy way thing the way it happened yes. you know i went down there obviously because of the relationship with the head coach and uh and we uh we we went seven and three that first year and then and then he took the uh Offensive coordinator job at the University of Cincinnati, so he was out the door in one and, year and left us all hanging. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was it was quite the experience. When you uh, went to college, did you know like what you wanted to study at all? Yeah, yeah. Because of of where I chose to go to school, I knew I wanted to get into education. I wanted okay. to be a teacher and a coach. So so I was going to be a health and PE major and okay. uh, and and get a secondary teaching certificate and, and, I, and I, I wanted to get a teaching minor so I, I, I got a uh, at the time it was a political science minor okay. which now was integrated social studies so I had a teaching uh, certificate in, in, in all those areas yeah uh, so you said you went seven and three um, how much did you did you play or right when I you... it was crazy because I went down there <laughs> as a linebacker I was recruited oh, okay, as okay. a linebacker and uh, and and uh, we were. I was working out with the high school, and I, I, I thought at the time I was in the, the best shape of my life, ready yeah. to go. But the <laughs> the week before camp, uh, we were doing bounds on uh, on the football field, on the grass football field, and I tore the arch or the the, the plantar fascia oh, in my man. foot, and uh, and it just swelled up. I couldn't walk, and the foot was huge. And this was like four days before I went down to to camp. <laughs> So I was supposed to be on crutches, so yeah. I'm like, okay, now now what the hell do I do? So I so I went down there and uh, you know, just really gutted it out. And 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 at that time, you know, it, it was different. We had the, the reporting day was uh was different. We had you had to run a forty yard dash. Uh, you so you're to, doing all this with a hurt foot? You had you you had to <laughs> oh, had to bench press max. Um I God I there was one. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. There was two agility runs. We did a T run, and then we did the pro agility. Okay. And then at the very end, you you had to run a mile, and uh, and of course I was doing this on on a torn arch, and yeah. I, I pulled my hamstring on the uh, uh, on the forty yard dash because I was favoring uh. the one leg so bad. So I pulled my hamstring. Still ran the agility. Still ran. <laughs> Still did the bench press. Still ran a mile. Yeah. All right. And uh, and so we get equipment and uh, like get your jersey and all this stuff. And they and by the end by the the time we got our equipment, they had looked at all the test results and they just showed me to the the locker room section where the offensive linemen were at. So, <laughs> so I quickly got moved from linebacker to offensive line yeah. right away. And and. And it it was, <laughs> it's it's a freak thing the way the way it happened because, I I practiced they they would tape it and and a good friend of mine was a grad assistant I ended up being a good friend of mine was a grad assistant at the yeah. time he was the D line coach and and he also was the the trainer so oh. he would 
he would get, he goes, oh, I know this arts, arts uh, training uh, technique. And he was basically almost cutting off the circulation in my foot. And I'd go out and practice and come back in. And it, it took a long time for it to heal well. I, hell, I, I was struggling to play offensive guard. Yeah. So they moved me to tackle. Oh, and, uh, and this is the week before the first game. Yeah. And the starting tackle tears his ACL in practice. So first game of the season, I'm starting oh, an offensive tackle. As a freshman. I went from <laughs> I went from linebacker that couldn't run for shit to <laughs> to starting offensive tackle and uh and and the rest is history. Yeah. And you stay do you stay at that position the rest of the time? No, no, just that year. Yeah. And then and then I then I moved to offensive guard okay. and, uh, and and uh and, and started there the next three years. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> that's insane. Um I can't think I can't imagine like having to tell a parent nowadays, like, "Yep, he uh, tore his plantar fascia, and now, uh, but he's still practicing and doing <laughs> and yeah, doing yeah. everything." That- you know, and and at that time, yeah, you, you know, obviously there were rules and regulations, but for training camp, there wasn't. Uh, so whatever money you had in your budget, mm-hmm. you could go as long as you want in training camp. So we went two weeks. Three weeks, yeah. I, I got. I I lost track of how long it was. Yeah, and, and, yeah. I mean, we would practice Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday scrimmage on Saturday, and Sunday you did nothing. Yeah. But sleep. I'll never forget the first <laughs> Sunday. I shit. I, I I woke up at like one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And it was like, wow, boy, did I need that? You know. <laughs> and wow. and we you know like I said we, we did that for three consecutive weeks yeah. and then school started. <laughs> Just, and it doesn't get any easier. Now now you have to not physically but now mentally you got to go through whole whole all the schooling and then go to practice. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh when you were uh when you were done with with school, what was did you have a plan as you're finishing college? Did you have a plan like You know, I doing? I uh, I played and then I I stayed right on, had to do my student teaching, mm. which is a whole semester. So, you know, they don't advertise that in, in education. You know, yeah, you know, degree in four years. Yeah, you get your degree, but you have to get your teaching certificate. So okay. I stayed on and was a student coach uh, while I did my student teaching. So I was student teaching at a uh, at a junior high, and then I would come back and, and, and coach uh, at, at at the college, okay. and, and then started in grad school right away uh, in in January. So I, I got my teaching certificate in December. Stayed on, was offered a grad assistant position right mm-hmm. there, and uh, and 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 got my master's really in 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 a year. Oh wow! You know, so uh, so if and if I wouldn't have done that, I probably wouldn't have coached college, and you know, I I would have. You know, I, I interviewed for a couple high school jobs that, you know, but I, I was having a ball coaching, coaching college yeah. and, uh, and, uh, and it was neat. We, it, it was kind of a unique situation because we, you know, a smaller, smaller school at the time, there was probably 14, 1500 students and, uh-huh. and we had three grad assistants and we were all resident directors of a dorm. Oh. So we had an apartment in the basement of the dorm, the first level of the dorm. Mm-hmm. You were in charge of the dorm. You got all your meals for free. You got uh, housing was free. Yeah. Uh, your your schooling was paid for, and uh, you didn't get didn't get a stipend if your schooling was paid for. Okay. If you were done with school, you made roughly five hundred and fifty six hundred dollars a month. Yeah, and you had no expenses. Yeah, so. Uh, it was. I was having the time of yeah, my why life. Yeah. Why would you move on from that? Oh, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, so how? So how long did you? So did you get a job with your college after after you were done with everything? I I, I was a grad assistant mm-hmm. spring the following fall during the season through the spring again, and then the middle of July I was offered a job at the University of Finley. Oh really? Uh, okay. Finley College at the time. Yeah. The two other grad assistants at the time had come down from Finley College, and they went back and and the 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 guy I replaced at Finley took a grad assistant job 
at the University of Georgia mm-hmm. and didn't take it until the middle of the summer. So, okay. so here it was. Uh, it was after the Fourth of July. It was the, it was probably the second week in July yeah. that I get that job. So I, I came back to Ohio. I wanted. I I needed to get out. I'd spent six years there. Yeah. I needed to get to get back to Ohio and you know, Ohio high school football versus Kentucky high school football is night and day. Sure. It's it's night and day. And you know, it, it it's it's just the importance of it and you know and uh, and so I I was fired up to get back to Ohio, you know, where I was from and you know, and Finley was roughly an hour mm-hmm. hour from home, so it, it was neat. It was it, it it was a good move. What uh, what positions did you get hired for at Finley? I was I started out as the defensive line coach. Okay. Uh, and also a head wrestling coach. Oh, really? And the uh, and a instructor in the health and phys ed department. Okay. So and that was crazy because I would recruit for football and recruit for wrestling at the same time. Go into school, see the football coach, see the wrestling coach, and uh, I did that for four years. And and this is when the strength and conditioning was really coming in in the play and. Uh, the weight room was off of the wrestling room, so I was also the strength coach because <laughs> I would unlock the weight room yeah. while I'm running wrestling practice. So you had football players lifting, and I'm running wrestling practice, and uh, and then I was teaching, you know, three classes a semester, and it was uh, <laughs> it was uh, it, it was unique. I did that for four years, and then we built. A, a a weight facility, a a, a, a new building, and I was able to design the weight facility in that building. And I talked the athletic director uh, into hiring my assistant wrestling coach mm-hmm. to be the head coach, and and he took them, oh, you know, nice. you know, and, and did a phenomenal job. I mean, just took took the ball and ran with it, and uh, and and then we. You know, we built this brand new weight facility, which then I I ran that, uh, which was which was really cool, and that's how I got got into the really into the strength and conditioning background. At, at that point, uh, I did that I did that for another two years, and and I had to I had to make a decision what I was going to do. I wanted to become a better football coach, mm-hmm. and I also wanted to become a better strength coach, but. You know, I you know I, I I couldn't do both the way I wanted to. Yeah. And uh, I got my certification as a strength and conditioning specialist, and and I ended up interviewing and getting the job at at Bowling Green as the strength and conditioning coach. So I and I I did that, I did that for for nine years. You or know, for eight years. I'm sorry, eight years. Going uh going back to when you first started at Finley, I mean I. I would think you know just being a football coach is hard, but then being the not just an assistant wrestling coach, the head wrestling coach, and teaching classes. How mentally, how did you manage all that? Because it it just seems like so much that for one person to do, when that's clearly could probably be three different people doing those three. You know, it it was you know you would have I had two classes um, on Tuesday, Thursday, uh, like maybe one on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then. You know, you would you spent the rest of the time either prepping for football or prepping for wrestling practice, and yeah. uh, you know, recruiting, scheduling things like. You know, obviously in, in the wrestling, I had to hire a, a good assistant coach, and, mm-hmm. and after the first year, I was able to hire hire this guy who uh, who really came in and did a great job. The one who and, ended up being you know, uh, it with. ended up being John Jeffire, okay. and. Uh, his father, uh, John, at the time, John wrestled at St. Lawrence University uh, in New York and uh, was a great Division Three uh, All-American wrestler and was teaching English at Heidelberg at the time uh. and, and kind of was like an adjunct part-time professor. He was driving from Finley to Tiffin every day to teach English. And his his father owned a uh, the Euler Pizza Pub, which mm. is a... Which was the place to go in Finley at the time to drink beer and, and eat pizza and uh, and talk sports. It was a great sports bar. Yeah. And the the owner was a phenomenal guy from Detroit. was a was a hockey nut. He and uh, and 
you know, introduced me to his son and, and it, it was a no brainer. And yeah. I, we were able to get him hired. And, and then, you know, like once, once the plans rolled out for this new facility, uh, you know, it was a, it was a no brainer mm-hmm. and, 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 and it worked out best for both of us. Yeah. Well, I'd imagine that uh, felt like a, a lot of weight lifted off you. You know, you know you're leaving the wrestling, but it's going to be in good hands. You know that's okay. Oh yeah, you know right. Oh, that was yeah. It, the the transition was awesome. Yeah, and uh, you know because then I saw all those kids in the in the weight room. You know. Yeah. You know, and and like I said at that time, strength and conditioning was just coming in. You know, mm-hmm. obviously the football lifted, but then the basketball, and then the wrestling, and then the track, and and all those programs at the time just imploded at, at Finley. I yeah. mean, the, the track program won the indoor nationals, uh, the wrestling won the nationals, national championship, basketball ended up winning a national championship. Wow. We did it in football, you know, so it, it was a, it was a good time to be, to be at Finley. Yeah. So, so after, after you leave Finley, you say you get a job at, at, at BG strength and conditioning coach and that's for all sports. For yeah. You, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was at the time there were 22 sports. Okay. And they, you know, obviously have since have dropped them, but yeah. And, uh, I had, I was able to hire one grad assistant and as long as it was a female. Oh, really? Okay. And, uh, and so it was, it was crazy, you know, 22 sports. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was, that was nuts. Knowing that, knowing that football and hockey and basketballs were, were the first priority. And then, Soccer was phenomenal. Baseball was, you know, it 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 became too much. Yeah, it really became became too much, which ended up really kind of getting me out of that profession. You know, it was it was too much to do. Well, yeah, I mean, I would, it's a lot to do with just one one sport, but to have all those sports there, and they're all different. You can't have how the football teams lift, and you can't have the girls soccer team lift that way. So it's all different. You're creating all these different programs. It would seem like a lot to handle. Yeah, yeah, it it was, it was, and and I I was able then to to hire an an assistant who uh, who was in grad school there at the, at BGSU. Yeah, and he was phenomenal, and uh, and and then he in turn brought two student assistants on. But you know, you know, but uh, you know, I I was paying the you know the assistant five thousand dollars a year. Yeah, <laughs> you know, non benefited. <laughs> you know, you know it, it and. And, uh, but just to get a, another person who, who was certified at the mm-hmm. time to, to help with the program. And then he brought in two grad students, grad students in the exercise phys area. And it was, uh, you know, we, we really got it going there at, at the end, but it, it just got to be too much. Yeah. So you did that for eight years, you said? Yeah. So yeah. A- after eight years, then you, did you, you're able to get a coaching job then after that? Well, Rick Densdorf was the yeah. defensive line coach at okay. the time. Okay. And and Rick uh moved out of coaching into the business world. Okay. And the defensive line job opened up and uh the defense coordinator at the time was Tim Beckman, good friend of mine and and as a matter of fact I was one that, that really introduced Tim to Gary Blackney who was the head coach and Gary hired Tim uh, as a secondary coach, mm-hmm. and the uh, he, uh, I, I think Tim had the corners or the safeties, and then Steve Spagnola, who's the defense coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. coached the other other two guys in wow. the secondary. It, it was nuts, and and it was a really good defensive staff. Uh, and uh, and Spagnola left, took a job in the World Football League. Uh, with uh, Jack Bicknell and, you know, kind of went, you know, went, went his way. Tim took over the whole secondary. Um, Rick, uh, I I guess that Rick, Rick got hired, came, you know, you know, Rick was at Western Kentucky with the horror balls and all, you know, and, and and was a really good defensive line coach. Yeah. And he decided to move uh, and, and coach or not coach, but, but uh, work in the, in the, in the business world. And Tim came to me, he said, Hey, he goes, uh, he goes, why don't you come and coach the defensive line? And uh, I thought about it, and I, I, th- I thought about it long and hard, and mm-hmm. I said, yeah, it's let's do it. So I, I did that. 
for the uh, for the spring, <coughs> um, and what was it? Four games, three or four games into that season. Yeah, Gary Blackney resigned. So I'm like, okay, this oh, is no. this was a great move. You know? <laughs> do, do you think if if towards the end of your eight years as a strength and conditioning coach, do you think if you if you really liked it and wanted to stay there, that you would even have moved to defensive line coach? No, no, I, you know, and I've got to be careful how I say this, but but gender equity, the Title IX push was just coming into play, and and the one assistant athletic director at the time um, came to me and said, "We need to document." the hours that you are spending uh-huh. with the men oh with the and it, it's got to match up with what you're doing with the women yeah and i couldn't but i'm thinking to myself the whole time that's impossible yeah there's yeah. one person it's impossible and i knew they weren't going to hire a full-time assistant i knew i knew that wasn't going to happen yeah. and uh, you know and and and, and I just, I, I had just, I had just had an, I had had enough, and and that was what led to, you know, me accepting the football position. I mean, and don't get me wrong, we had, you know, Antonio Daniel being able to work with Antonio Daniels, uh, yeah. being able to work with Brian Holzinger, who won the Hobie Baker Award, uh, you know, the, the 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 hockey Heisman, uh, the baseball championships that that we won when we were there the soccer team you know you know the the track athletes that that we had you know had todd black who's at toledo st john's now you know you know ran in the olympic trials in the 800 meter you know wow. you know t- to be able to work with those athletes was 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 phenomenal and and i love that part of it you yeah. know and uh but it just it it it, it was way too much yeah way yeah. too much when uh, when you said Blackney resigned, I always feel, and I, I'm assuming this is what it is, every staff is so connected to their head coach. When one does get fired or resign or take another position, every other person is like, okay, well, now what does that mean for me, right? I'm assuming that's what you guys felt when he just resigned. You're like, wait a minute. We're not even like in the summer. This is in the season. How does that affect a staff or how does that affect you guys going <laughs> forward? <laughs> First of all, as soon as the staff meeting was over – Everybody went to their office and closed their door and called their wife and said, "You're not going to friggin' believe it." <laughs> and then they called all their buddies and said, "Hire me, hire yeah. me." I it, it became <laughs> part of my language. It became a shit show. Yeah, sure. And and, yeah. and and you again in you know the coaching profession at that level is crazy because. It's the greatest team game there is, mm-hmm. but in the coaching profession, you have to be such a self-promoter that you're doing everything to promote yourself yeah. and selling the team game. So it's as ass backwards as, as you can get, <laughs> you know, but in order to climb that ladder, what do you have to do? Yeah. You got to pound your your chest and sell yourself, and that was that was as far from me as could be, and uh, you know, and you know, I, I to this day I still remember it, you know, because I I walked into to uh, Coach Blackney's office, sat down, and he he had his head in both hands and and was just was was crying, yeah. and you know, he just looked and raised up his head and he just said that you know he goes this job is just it's it's killing me i it's i I, you know you know i i can't do it anymore and and at that time you know mid-american conference football was really good Mm -hmm. but you know you had we had to fundraise he coach had to fundraise so much just to offset recruiting and equipment and, and and everything and just to just to to make ends meet yeah. and uh, and to compete and uh, you know for years BGSU overachieved in football and uh, and uh, you know and you know for those eight seasons that Coach Blackney was the head coach I mean they won a they won a ton of football games and and it just flat out wore him out yeah 
and uh, you know, so it was a it was a tough transition. But yeah, and uh, you know, the, the sad thing is, is we were really good mm-hmm. on defense. And as a matter of fact, we led the we led the Mid American Conference in defense that year, and only won two football games. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's how, when when Coach Meyer got hired, that's why he re- retained Tim Beckman and. Uh, and actually retained at the time Tim Banks, who was one of our secondary coaches, uh, who's now the defense coordinator at Tennessee, at the University of Tennessee. He retained Tim. And then I had to interview for the D-line job to stay on as 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 the D-line coach. So uh, so it, it, it was a crazy, crazy transition. Yeah, I... Um... I can't. I mean, going through it just on a small scale at the high school level, when when Coach Kriegel retired and then Dirk comes in, and I'm thinking like, what does that mean for me? Like, what do I have to do? Or, or am I, I? I had all these plans like for the program, and then Coach Kriegel wanted to retire. I'm like, okay, well now these plans aren't there. We got to figure out this if I'm going to have a job right now. And I even talked to my wife like, okay, if I don't get a job back, what does that mean for me? I mean, luckily for for this coaching position it's not our right we don't get paid a full-time wage to do this kind of stuff we just do it because we love to do it but that was the main i I love to do it i want to keep doing it so i had all these plans for getting out like well if i don't get asked to come back here's what i'm going to do but luckily i was able to come back so i can't imagine like your this is your livelihood that you guys from any coaching change or if a coach feels like it or whatever like hey we're going to get rid of you and like how that like to be able to work and think at any day i could just not be here you know and most of the college coaches are are on one-year contracts yeah. you know and you can be you can be terminated uh, and then given 90 days or 60 days or 30 days or you know it depends on depends on how the uh, how the school you know have, has the contracts written mm-hmm. you know some of your your, ma- your your major schools now are, are giving multi-year contracts and that's how that's how they're a- you're able to do it. But yeah, it's uh, you know the stress levels off the charts. Yeah. So how was it working with Urban Meyer? It was unbelievable. Yeah. Un- you know, and you know, you didn't sleep. You didn't. You know, <laughs> and it it was it was something that I had never experienced, but it was something that I needed to experience. Mm-hmm. You know, an absolute organizational nut. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, you you knew exactly where you stood with him. There, it was it was black or white. There was no gray area whatsoever. And uh, you know, he his biggest motivator was fear. Mm. And uh, you know, he always shared that story that you know there there's the two greatest motivators in life are, are love and fear. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, you got to get the, your players to love you and then you've got to get them to, to play for you. Yeah. And, and, and the best way to do that is, is to get them to fear you, you know, it was, it, <laughs> but, but no, it was, uh, it, it, it was phenomenal. And, you know, times have changed so much because yeah. at the time, Cell phones were just coming in. We had <laughs> we had two cell phones. Our, def- our 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 recruiting coordinator had a cell phone, and Coach Meyer had a cell phone, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> and you made recruiting calls in your office on you know Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday nights, and uh, and. They would pass the cell phone up and down the hall, you know, with the defense coordinator. You know, this is this is way before the uh, the Cebo Center, and you know, so our offices were 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 like broom closets, and it, it, it was amazing, and uh, and it, it was uh, it was quite the it was quite the experience. Yeah, and uh, we had no, there was no director of football operations. Um, we had an assistant athletic director that handled the travel, um, and 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 kind of over helped oversee things. But but one of the main reasons I was retained is 
is because of the connections I had there okay. on campus and in town. Yeah. So I was in charge of housing. I was in charge of the food service. I was in charge of parking. I was in charge of bursar bills. I was in the police uh, liaison, and <laughs> and uh, I ran the golf outing. I ran the, the summer camps, and uh, and you know that was uh, you know that was all handed to me. Yeah. And and nowadays they have three or four people that do those things. And, <laughs> And, you know, because there's no way the defensive line coach in today's day and age can do that stuff. Yeah. But it was great. I, the amount of people I met, the connections I made, and uh, and I think the respect that I earned from, from Coach Meyer was was uh, was off the charts. You mentioned summer camps, and that reminded me of uh, – I went to BG summer camp. Uh, and my favorite thing that happened there was most of the – a lot of the college coaches know some of the high school players by name because they're recruiting them, trying to get them, trying to get them. So my favorite thing is when I'm just a number compared to whoever I'm going against and I'm able to beat them, then that, I always felt a lot better. Like, oh, they know them because they're yeah. trying to get them, and I just beat that kid yeah. that they know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much oh, stock yeah. you guys put into these camps. I mean, you're just trying to get kids in and, and check them out or whatever. But I always, as a high school student, I felt so good when I could beat yeah. that name. Oh, kid. yeah. yeah. And, and the camps at that time were completely changing. You know, because it was all instructional camps at yeah. that time, and then you would try to evaluate the best you could. Mm-hmm. But and and again, at at the time we had the the budget at Bowling Green for football was so low, yeah, and so we had to run team camp. We had to get people in. Number one. To offset the budget, yeah. number two to offset the coaches. Oh, it was, okay. I mean, you know, I uh, <laughs> the, the the amount of money we were making at the time is is ridiculous, yeah. and uh, and so you know we had to you know we had to get as many as many players on on campus as possible, and uh, and you know we started at uh, team camp and. You know, we went out and marketed, you know, to all the local schools to get them to compete and allowed them to, you know, we had a little seven-on-seven tournament, so Mm -hmm. we'd allow the the teams to compete and it wouldn't count against their camp days. You know, it was, uh, you know, we we, we really had to go on. And then they changed the rule on you are now allowed to have evaluation camps. So everybody went away from the instructional camp. And and now became a, nothing but a evaluation camp. Yeah. So. What uh? Did you like recruiting in college? Did you? Oh, like I. Your... You know, I. I. Matter of fact, I was talking to somebody. Uh, uh, I think it was on Friday or Saturday, and you know, I. I missed the 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 contacts, of the high school coaches. Okay. You know, you know, when I was down last weekend at the at the state clinic in Columbus, and you know, just seeing those guys, yeah. you know, that I had. You know, you know, for thirty years, you know, you know, would would walk the halls of their school, you know, with them, and uh, you know, I I miss that, I miss that, mm-hmm. and uh, um, the relationships that that you have with families and players, phenomenal. Yeah. You know, I went up yesterday to, uh, you know, we're doing that Kids Heart Challenge at at at, at Woodland this week, and uh, and I went up to the uh, to the weight room at, at Toledo, and and I he lets me uh, coach Bechet lets me borrow his uh, his jump pad a oh, vertical okay. jump tester. So one of the stations for the kids is they get to measure their vertical jump. It's kind of neat oh, for nice. them to see, and uh, it, it's a real quick deal. So I, I I went up yesterday morning to to pick it up, and and on Saturday there they have open lift, which is very very low key. Guys come in. They address you know specific areas, and then they have a little little arm workout that they do, or or you know it's all kinds of things. And, yeah. And to be able, I walked in there and saw probably ten to twelve of the players that I had recruited there my my last year or yeah. two there, and were were there working out and coming up and saying hi, and it was you know you miss that and asking about their families yeah. and them asking about my wife and my girls, you know, it, you know, I, you miss that. You miss that, you know, you know, cause that's what I, I don't get right now is I'm, 
I'm teaching at the elementary school level, which I love, and it's a whole, it's a whole another world in itself. Yeah. And then I show up to the stadium every afternoon. You know, these, you know, the players on the team don't see me during the day. Mm-hmm. I just roll in there and yell and scream like a maniac and then leave. <laughs> you know, so so that's a that's a tough transition. Yeah. You know, and uh, which is completely different to what I've done for thirty years. That's my favorite part about even just being a high school coach is is the family part of it. Like yeah. I like being in contact with these kids and talking to them and then seeing them excel at other sports and then yeah. talking to their parents there and yeah. you know just like you said I'm I'm not even a teacher so I'm I'm doing my job working for the Metro Parks and then I come in coach do whatever so I try to do that extra stuff outside of football season to see you know cuz cuz they are like I love going to hockey games and seeing yeah. Sam you know, Yonker play goalie and going to the basketball games and, you know, all that stuff. Cause I, I agree like the family yeah. part of it and just being, you know, more personal is, yeah. is my favorite yeah. part of it. Yeah. Um, so you, you were at, uh, at BG and I'm assuming, uh, you ended up at UT because that's when Beckman went to UT. Is that how that happened or how did you? Yeah. UT? Yeah. And it was, <laughs> we, uh, we, we were winning pretty good at, uh, at, at Bowling Green, and then it kind of, uh, we had one season under Greg Brandon that was below 500, and uh, and then we got it back going again. Yeah. And uh, and Greg Brandon was the head coach there eight years, and we were bowl eligible seven out of the eight. Okay. And and but there was a new athletic director that got hired there, and he and Coach Brandon were polar opposites mm. and uh, and 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 ended up costing coach's job and uh as a matter of fact our last football game was at the University of Toledo and we it was coach Amstutz's last football game and uh, you know he had, he had already been told he wasn't going to be back and uh and so that program had you know the players were really running the program there at the time when we once he announced that you know, hey, he's not coming back, and uh, and we beat him pretty good that night. Beat him really, really bad that night, yeah. and uh, and but it was funny because it, you know this is back. This is back when the Maction first really started, and and this was um, this was I want to say was the was the Wednesday. No, I'm sorry, we played him. We played him on on Friday. This was the day after day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And uh we played him played him that night. Um because I was gonna take the girls Christmas shopping the next day before we headed on the road recruiting on Sunday. So I get up I get up on uh, on Saturday morning and I'm gonna go for a big run and uh and I did. I come back, I'm in a shower and that's when my wife comes in and says, Hey uh you know, Coach Brandon's on the phone, and uh, I, 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 I get out and, and um, say, Coach, hey, what's up? He says, well, I just got fired. You guys got a staff meeting in an hour, you know, with the athletic director. <laughs> I, I thought, well, <laughs> the night before at the game, um, at Toledo, that big press box, it's all all the walls are glass. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the athletic director's booth is right next to the coach's booth mm-hmm. and then on the other side is the play-by-play radio and and you're like you're in a giant aquarium you know it's glass walls uh, uh, you know in front of you and on both sides of you and everybody can see everything that you're doing well we walk in there and um, nobody's in the, in the ad's box nobody and this is the toledo bowling yeah. green game yeah and nobody's in a box. And I'm like, okay. You know, you at the time you don't think anything because you, you know, you locked in on the game. And, yeah. and like I said, we 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 blew their doors off, became bowl eligible, and, and we were on the bus after the game and 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 my oldest daughter, Michaela, is, is she's gonna ride back with with me on the bus back, you know, that, that thought that was the coolest thing yeah. in the world. Oh, for and, sure. And uh and I'm sitting there and, and, and Coach Brandon comes on the bus, he's sitting down there and he goes he goes, hey Wardo. He goes, he goes. I I just got a, got a text message from my agent saying that the ad wants to fire me. 
And I'm like, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, we just beat them. Yeah. It was like 35 to 6 or something. I mean, you know, it was, it was crazy. And uh, <laughs> lo, lo and behold, uh, you know, the, age, the, the agents now, nowadays, they, they know anything before. Yeah. Before the coaches do, yeah. you know, it's it's crazy the way this this is now. Well, well, so all of a sudden I'm, you know, I'm in a staff meeting on on Saturday, and you know, and, and the AD's telling us, hey, you know, I want you guys to to work, and I'm going to make sure that the new coach interviews every single one of you. We got the banquet, it's next end of the year banquets next Friday, and this that and the other. You know, let's go out on the road recruiting, and and I did. I went out on the road recruiting, and uh, that was T.J. Fatunikin's class. Okay, uh, all right. Uh, Chris Jones, who was one of the the best defensive players in the history of BGSU football, was a young man I had committed for, out of out of Brownsburg, Indiana, and you know, so I'm on the road recruiting and making phone calls and 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 and, and all this stuff, and it's funny because I get a phone call like on Wednesday. I'm, matter of fact, I'm driving back from Indianapolis. I get a phone call. I, I don't know. It's it's a four one nine number, uh, and I answer it, and it's and it's Andy Boyd, who on the time, at the time was on staff at Toledo. Okay. Hey, Mike, it's Andy Boyd. Yeah, Andy was going. I'd seen Andy on road recruiting. I didn't, you know, I knew him. I didn't know. Yeah. You know, what are you hearing? What you know? What, what are you hearing down at at Bowling Green? What are you hearing up here? Well. He had heard to the grapevine that Tim Beckman was going to get the Toledo job, and so he's calling me because he knows that I'm friends with yeah. Tim Beckman. Well, you know, and the week before that, you know, we, I, I told you we played Toledo on Friday, uh, day after Thanksgiving. That week before, that Saturday before that, I'm sitting in the office early in the morning watching film. You know, and Tim Beckman calls me. This is before any of this ever happens. Yeah, and he's at Oklahoma State at the time, and they're going to play Oklahoma that night in the the Bedlam Bowl, yeah. whatever they you know whatever they called it. And you know, but he's got he's got time. He's sitting around, and you know, he says, "Hey, what are you doing?" I said, "Well, I'm sitting here watching Toledo." He goes, "How are they?" You know, I said, "There's more talent on this team than you know," and there was a, a, a ton of talent. He says, really? He said, can you win there? I said, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, little did I know that he was going to get the job. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Tim and I are good, good friends. Well, this all plays out. So I'm I'm on the road, and uh, and, and I'm <laughs> I'm good friends with the with with the coach at Indiana State now, who was a finalist for the Miami of Ohio job. Mm -hmm. And uh, matter of fact, he was offered the Miami of Ohio job, was on his way to the airport with his wife to fly into Oxford yep. to accept the head coaching position. And he he gets to the ticket counter, <laughs> is, is getting ready to get his boarding pass, and the AD calls him and says, don't. Oh, no. The president has told me that I cannot hire you. We are going in a different direction. So he's with his wife, oh. and they're at the airport. Getting, I mean, within 10, 15 minutes of getting on this plane. Yeah. And uh, so I thought I was going to go to Miami, Ohio. You know, I'm, you know, I'm. I'm I can't imagine job. what you're trying to, what no, you're going through right no, now. No, it's crazy. So <laughs> I, I take uh, uh, my. My two girls were going to St. Aloysius School in in, in BG, mm. a little Catholic elementary school. So I, I'm taking them to work uh, or to school, I should say, and um, and Tim Beckman calls me. He says, "Hey, uh, you know, I, I got the Toledo job. You know, do you want to come?" And I said, "Of, of course." Yeah. And uh, and you know, he said, "Well, we got to talk Matt Campbell." In the coming, because Matt at the time was the offensive coordinator, I was the defense coordinator at Bowling Green, so uh -huh. we were just getting ready to go up to Toledo, you know. So I and I said, really? He says, yeah, because he, he was getting ready to go to Wyoming 
to take the uh, a job at University of Wyoming with Coach Christensen, and uh, he says, "We got to, you know, I need your help. We got to talk Matt into it." So, yeah. You know, I said, "Sure." You know, I I look at my girls and I said, "You know, you know, we're going to go to Toledo," and they were like, "You know, like, what are you saying? You're, you're crazy. <laughs> you know, you're nuts. You're nuts." And and I dropped them off, kiss them, go, 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 you know, yeah. and, and, and I call, call Matt right away. I said, hey, Matt, we got to do this. We got to, you know, blah, 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 blah. Family, you don't want to, you don't want to go to Wyoming, take your family there, this, that, and, you know, and, and we were able to convince Matt yeah. to, Matt to stay. And, uh, you know, and that was, uh, that was quite a transition now. Three years, you know, taking over a program who, you know, historically is really, really good, you know, and, um, the support there was just phenomenal. And um, you know we got we got it going, and when you know, when he got the Illinois job, that was another shocker too. Yeah. You know, it was like, you know, because he had turned a job down, and they they came back after him a second time, and it was when he actually accepted the job, and and I wasn't going to go, I was not going to go. You know, we had just put all this time and this effort into turning the program around at the University of Toledo. I was. I was as happy as could be, and I, I wasn't gonna go. How do you how do you feel as like your friend saying, "Hey, I'm leaving to do this"? Like, do you feel? I don't know if you feel disappointed or do you feel like, man, this we're building this thing here. Like, why? You know, and and again, it's just the the level of the program, Toledo, the best program in the Mid American Conference to the Big Ten is night and day. Sure. And Illinois at the time was one of the lowest in the Big Ten. And still, it was, you know, you just can't, you just can't fathom. You can't. And, uh, you know, and, but that was part of the problem is they had won in Illinois because they had gone through some changes and some things administration-wise that, Uh uh, but, you know, you know, and, and, and Coach Beckman took that job sight unseen, you know, and, uh, you know, and it just, you know, you know, was it a good move at that time? No. Is it a good job now? Yeah, yeah. because they've, they've poured a ton of money into facilities there and to support, and you're able to get students in there. You know, yeah. it, was a, it was a mess, but, you know, you just can't, you know, you know, you're talking about doing the same thing, except you're making four times what you're making. Yeah. So somebody walks in the door and says, "You're making this amount. I'm I'm going to multiply that times four. Yeah. <laughs> or five, or six, or seven. You know, for yeah. you know, for, and you know, the the higher you go, yeah. you know, you know, and I at the time I was able to double what I'm making. Okay. Mm. You're going to do the same thing you're doing now and we're going to double your pay. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a chance to coach in the big 10. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, you know, but I, like I said, I, I, I was adamant. I was torn really, 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 really torn on that. You know, I wasn't going to go. Yeah. I, going through all those changes is it's, it's, that's a lot, and I know that's what all college coaches are aware of, what the job is and what it entails, and you could be done after a year. But it just seems like uh, it just like takes a special person to understand all that and to still like go to work every day. But you said it isn't just like I'm coaching these kids. It's I'm coaching these kids, but I also have this side gig where I have to, I have to sell myself and continuously do that. Otherwise, if I don't do that part of it, whenever this ends here, because it's going to end at some point, then I'm left behind everybody else. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I uh, I appreciate you coming out here today. Uh, this was awesome. Uh, I appreciate you also as a football coach because I, I do enjoy talking to you just about football. Obviously, I'm an offensive coach. I don't know a lot about your defense, but I like learning things, and I like you know when you explain things to me or how you do things or even watching drills. I love coaches do certain drills and, and, how the, and, and not even how they do the drill, but just how they talk and how they coach the kids. So I've learned a lot from you, and I, I appreciate you. I know my kids love having you as their teacher. Uh, Lillian, <laughs> Lillian really enjoys uh, – Coach, she just told me a couple days ago, uh, Mr. Ward, uh, whenever I got whenever we got to uh, demonstrate something, he always picks me. <laughs> I was like, well, you just get the short end of the stick on that because I think because he because I coach with him. She's like, yeah, but it's fun. It's okay. I said, all right, well, that's good. 
but you know how it is. If you're going to have somebody demonstrate, yeah. you want somebody that you know and trust because, yeah. you know, as soon as you put somebody up there that, you know, and then then they make a mockery of it. And yes. now yes. you spend the rest of the class trying to reel them back in. So, <laughs> so. well, uh, again, I'm, I'm Perrysburg's lucky to have you. I'm glad I'm glad you're here with us. Uh, and for however long that is, I will continue to soak up any football knowledge you have. Again, uh, thanks for thanks for coming out here on the podcast. No problem. I've loved it. Thanks to Coach Mike Ward for coming on the Nerdball Podcast today. Uh, it was great to hear all his stops. I really enjoyed him uh, talking about the head coaches he worked with, how we got to where he, uh, the different schools, how we got to BG and UT, um, his connections to other coaches, who we actually coached with. Um, that's always uh, cool to hear all the all those the uh, quote unquote famous coaches you coach with, uh, and the story about him. You know, coaching, wrestling, football, and being a teacher is uh, is pretty pretty insane to be able to do all those things. Um, but he was a great guest, uh, and look for him still out there Friday nights at uh, Perrysburg sidelines. He's a, he's a great coach uh, to have on, on our staff. Uh, thanks as always to Fort Max CrossFit for allowing me to be in their space here. Uh, this is a great recording space. It's also, uh, even greater uh, CrossFit studio. So. If you're looking for anything CrossFit uh, for them, it's fortmegscrossfit.com. Thanks to Cuttlefish Graphics, Real JP Multimedia, Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab, and Big Daddy Graphics for always helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.